Um, I saw, I saw um, what is it, that new Disney Pixar movie that just came out, uh, Turning Red? I haven't seen it yet. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I liked it. Honestly, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, it was it was fun to watch, and it was interesting because it's very much that like it's geared towards telling the story of like you know young girls going through pu- like starting to go through puberty, but like representative of that in like different ways. Oh, kind of like like parental pressure shouldn't be the thing that defines your life. Which I was like, damn, that's that's a really interesting message. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, one of the things that I thought was really weird. And this this is this is what got me right. So I watched the movie with Oz, <clears throat> and we started the movie. I was paying attention, but apparently I missed a key scene in the beginning. That like one throwaway line that honestly is not that important, but it 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 gives a slight context that I missed the whole movie. And at the end of the movie, right, I was like, "Huh, that's cool." And then all of a sudden, it was like. All of a sudden, it was like, and that's how I spent the summer of 2002. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, right, movie, at, right the at the end? I'm like, you, I was like, wait, what? You missed <laughs> the fact that the movie was set in, in 2002. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, wait, what? Like, why? So like, why is the movie set in 2002? And then, and then Oz was like, wait, Christian, you didn't notice? I was like, no. And she's like... Well, that's why the TVs all look like boxes and they had flip phones and they were using Tamagotchis and like they had Tamagotchis in the movie and shit, right? And, and in bands. my head, huh? And boy bands were a thing back then. And boy bands, exactly. And in my head, I was like, no, that's all normal stuff. In my head, I was like, that's all normal stuff. <laughs> and I was like, wait, why is the movie then 2002? What's the fucking point? Like, like, is it is it supposed to be retro or something like that? I was like, I just thought that they were like just trying to bring back the idea of Tamagotchis because I remember that from when I was a kid and shit, and that was like cool. And then Oz told me something that freaked me the fuck out because Oz was like, no, 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 Christian, they didn't make it in 2002 because they thought it was going to give it like a retro vibe. They made it set in 2002 because that's supposed to be entertaining for the parents of the kids who are t- watching the movie. Which would where- be me if I had any kids. Which would be us. Exactly. I didn't think about it that way. I was like, holy shit. That's geared towards the parents in the same way that the other stuff was geared towards my parents. But to me, I didn't notice it. Because to me, it was just normal. Because I remember that shit from when I was a kid. But I 100% understand, like, yeah, if I had a kid, I would want to take them to go see that movie. Because I would get that enjoyment out of it. But at the same time, they get to watch the rest of the movie and not have to care about that. Um, how old? I was like, how old is the main kid in um, Turning Red? Uh, I think I think she just turned like thirteen. So I would have been fifteen in two thousand two. Yeah, in two thousand two, I would have been. Wait, no, <laughs> not fifteen. Sixteen. In two thousand two, I would have been like six or seven. Wow. I still haven't. I'll, I'll have to watch, but I, I that meme I posted. <laughs> these mm-hmm. new Disney movies, these new Pixar mm-hmm. movies, I should say. It's all about pa- kids wanting their parents to, to apologize. That's all they want. Yeah. Honestly, kind of, yeah. 
it really was it, okay in the way where like Encanto was like calling out to like the patriarchal family members of being like you're kind of like setting a weird example for the whole family kind of a thing mm -hmm. um turning red was a lot more of like hey your parent can be 100% overbearing they're not going to apologize but at the same time it's it's not on have to like always 100% please your parents all the time right quick and that's why a lot of parents have quote unquote problems with the movie because like, it teaches kids to rebel against their parents and i was like no there was a lot of problematic behavior that the parents were exhibiting in the movie that would be 100% traumatic to a child yeah. but you don't want to accept that that happened or that you've been through shit like that and you think it's just normal What's up? we're talking about turning red <laughs> Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. It's, I've just been asking questions. You've been going a little bit robotic a little bit. Like, right now, you froze. <laughs> I did? No, not you. The Dame okay. Alana Rider. Gotcha. Oh, we're recording? Welcome back to the Space Society Collective huh? Podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Desi is Dead Robson. The robotic... The second that you called... Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the second I called you the day my llama. <laughs> yeah, we started recording. I'm sorry, is that a baseball bat? Oh, yes. <laughs> we all I just have it. a baseball bat. I just I just have a wooden baseball bat that is from the 50s, and it's just here protecting me. More on that later, because I actually have a weird fixation with Calif with Los Angeles, California in general in the from the 1930s all the way to the 50s. Not a weird fixation. Just like I, I, I like seeing that. Right around the time we started talking about turning red. Awesome. <laughs> Super quick before we launch into our docket, are we going to be addressing any emotional D and D damage today? Probably after Star Wars, like in the like in That's the docket. That's up to you. Okay. Uh, does anyone want to pick the dabs I take them? Because I'm going to need them. Oh, the speaking of dabs, did you check the name team names that I put in our private private group? Uh, I saw that they were posted. I have not looked at them very hard. Oh, yet. team names in the private group. It's an honor to ever. Instead of coming up with names that I don't think would ever fit any of us. I mm -hmm. was like in honor of everyone. I do smoke, but I don't I don't do dabs. But I was like to honor everyone who do dabs. I did dab variations of guilt names. Speaking of dabs, since we're talking about them, I have Gushers butter. I have Ooh. strawberry cough syrup. And then I think this is Blue Dream butter. Blue Dream is normally a pretty good strain. Ooh, I kind of really want to try the strawberry cough. I've had strawberry cough before in a cart. And it tasted like strawberry shortcake. Three. Pick number three, my lord. Also, <laughs> the game's going. If you hear Christian goes robotic, he his Wi-Fi yeah. will not fully be in until the weekend, so you're just gonna have to do yeah, it. Yeah, I for for our listeners, I, uh, I recently moved and I'm in the new place and I do have Wi Fi, but it's body. So if I go robotic, that is why. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't worry, you but, got, we got Move by next week, I will have gig internet. Yeah, <laughs> I know Google emailed I internet speeds like that here. I know Google emailed me on um, I guess register making sure my email address is set because apparently I I think I don't know. 
I guess Compton is getting Google Fiber, so if it is, Ooh. goodbye Spectrum. Yeah, I'm getting rid of Spectrum for Frontier Fiber right now. And it's funny, I think I'm the first person in my neighborhood to order it because they had to come they had to send out an installer today before the Frontier guy, so that way they could actually get fiber to the pole behind me. But the pole is only like fifty feet from my roof. Lucky. <laughs> actually, actually, no shit. There is a pole literally right behind my garage. Nice. If they do, yeah. if I do get Google Fiber, like, oh no, the pole is right there. I'm looking at it right now from my oh, damn right screen door. There. <laughs> yep. Like, hook and, it uh, up. Yep. Yep. And there, at least for at least for our area where where Desi and I are at in California, um, a lot of a, a lot of places are that are starting to offer fiber are offering it cheaper than what like the conventional coax is right now. Yeah. Like technically, I'm paying almost the same, just a little bit less. But I'm going from 300 to a gig. Yeah, and I'm paying 89, and the sh- and, and it's fucking trash. Yeah. yeah. I have. I have no idea how much we pay for internet. Um, I know we get cheap internet because my little sister gets free lunch. So we get the cheap internet through Xfinity. Got you. Um, All I know is that the download speeds are absolutely abysmal. I tried to download Destiny 2 on my Xbox One and it took three days. Oh my god! Sounds about right. Yo, that reminds me of the dial-up connection. Oh man, don't remember. Well, I, mean, I, I will I will also add on though, I was downloading two DLCs along with it. It was like yeah. hundred and thirty gigs that I was downloading yeah. all at once. So it was a fuck ton of data. Like I mean, I guess it's not that big for games nowadays, but I don't usually play games like that. Well, you know, yeah. they do say that a lot of the games, at least um at least some of the publishers, looking at you, Activision and Call of Duty like to overinflate the size of their uh, files so that way it makes it literally harder for you to play other games. And then Microsoft Jokes has... on them, I have no qualms with uninstalling shit. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft has been pretty good letting you know how long your game is going to take to download. PlayStation on the hand. Oh, in yeah. case anyone was wondering, I'm trying the strawberry cough first. So we'll okay. see if I have to mute myself. Okay. Nice. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, Vic's paper rip. Um, back to the Disney portion. I was gonna say, um, ever since Pixar started releasing their newer titles, like um, Not Encanto, uh, what was the other one? Uh, like Coco, 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 Toy Story. I think it's called the fish one. I don't know the meaning. What was the the basic meaning for Luca? But I know like Toy Story Four was letting go, and like yeah. and, and that was the basic theme. Soul, it's the main. Of the, it's the name of the fucking title of the movie. So if you don't get what Soul is, did you watch? I the will be honest. The last major like animated movie I watched that came out was uh, Frozen Two, or I watched Encanto, I guess. But I have mixed feelings about Encanto. Yeah, Encanto was very much. Encanto was very much that like. It's, it, it it hits certain people very hard in specific yeah. ways, and if it doesn't hit you in that way, it's a little difficult to see, but I get like, that. I can't identify with the cultural message it's putting yeah, out. It's, it's a for lot those of that don't know, I am very, very white. Mm-hmm. Like, the only part of my heritage I know of is Italian. That kind of white. Um, so the only way I can look at it is from an actual, like, cinematography standpoint. 
mm-hmm. like like an actual film analysis standpoint, and oh, it's yeah. not very good yeah, <laughs> from I, that I, standpoint. I know for yeah. me, obviously, if I don't get by this point, I am black. Hi. Um, I do get the the message that Coco Ann and Kanto is doing because there is some similarities in black culture. <laughs> like you do have family members who do not want to apologize for shit that they have done, and that's Yo, all people like, want. And I, I understand the message. I just I can't really with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I have to be the right headspace to watch both Encanto and Coco. Like Encanto was that thing of like from the get okay. Encanto was that thing where, like, it made me want to cry, like, 30 minutes into it, but not even because I was like, oh, my God, it's so sad. Like, it was because it's like, oh, shit, I've been through shit exactly like that, and I know exactly that feeling, and holy crap, that was traumatic. I'm so sorry for you, little child. Cause, That's like, how yeah. I feel scrolling through my TikTok for you page. It's a little <laughs> too accurate. It's a little too close. Like, yeah. I really have not had a unique experience in my entire life. It was like, it hit too close. It did. And I was like, yo, like, <clears throat> like I, I get what you mean about, like, on a film standpoint. Yeah, it's not the best or anything like that. But, like, on a cultural awareness level, it's like, oh, fuck, that makes me want to call certain family members. <laughs> yeah. And ignore other ones. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that was our Disney sure. talk. Maybe we'll do well. Actually, we are okay. re, we rebooting. We actually going to be rebooting our Disney tier list. Ooh. Yes, we're going to do a have, have y'all ever done a Marvel tier list? We are thinking about it. We were thinking, thinking about, about it. it yeah. I'm on a bit of a Marvel kick right now. Are you? Yeah, I I, okay. I will be honest. I have rewatched the Doctor Strange movie at least three times this week you're on the right podcast for this mm-hmm. i oh my god i love the doctor strange movie so much i don't know if it's because benedict cumberbatch's face is so pretty or if it's because it's such a wonderfully done movie <laughs> you know i went through a list today that was like listing out all the like spells that he's used in the mcu so far and talking about like what they like functionally do in different ways and it's interesting because it's like a lot of the spells that he's been theoretically using should be a lot more damaging to like general fights and stuff like that just that the only times that we've seen them get used were in major fights like with like with Thanos and stuff like and mm-hmm. people like that to where the mind bending like amount of power that he has does not technically get shown to scale because you never get the reference of how powerful Doctor Strange actually is cuz you've only seen him fight like the top of the top yep mm-hmm. That and, like, people shit on Doctor Strange so much for his, like, arrogant attitude. But you have to realize, this dude, he has, like, a photographic memory. He was allegedly a world-renowned neurosurgeon before the accident. And after the accident, he's the fucking Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. I, I was, think he's earned his arrogance a little bit. I would say well, it's for those little. people. I think, I think it's for people who never read a comic. Or mm-hmm. the comic. I... I really want to read the comics, it's but good. Marvel comics scare the shit out of me because there's mm-hmm. so many of them, and I yeah. have no fucking clue where I'm supposed to start. I, was... I would say what might be a good start just to ease you into it would actually not maybe be the comic, but the Doctor Strange animation, like the movie 
uh, like origin story might be a good point because that'll give you a good familiarity of like what the comic version is. But then if you like that, which is still like, you know, more, di more different than the MCU version, then you can go into like the source material for that movie and then go from there. What I can do for you, um, I have not actually like read, I have not been in into Doctor Strange. He's not one of my favorite Marvel heroes, but I can actually find you a couple of trade paperbacks though. Just self-contained stories that you don't need to buy other comics. It just I will be honest, I'm not going to purchase the comics. I'm going to download them off of the internet. <laughs> then I'll find what comics to look for so you can bit torrent. We yeah. at Space Addict Collective do not condone bit torrenting, but in this instance right here, just don't come out. Yeah, don't don't do that, but there's a lot of fucking Marvel comics. Uh, I'm not on a good standpoint with my local comic store and I do not have that much money. I I, I personally um I personally didn't want to go through the hassle of having to pirate everything anymore. So now I just have a Comixology subscription, a Marvel Unlimited subscription. Like, and, like I'll pay for a subscription. I'm totally willing to, to do that. You wanna, Honestly, you wanna, you wanna, not know where they good. are. You want to borrow our Comixology account? <laughs> like, legitimately, the Comixology one is pretty good, and it's like 8 bucks a month. Yeah, I actually mine's is connected to my Prime account. I don't have to pay nothing a month. Yeah, mine's, mine's connected to my Prime, and the only other separate one that I still have. I used to have DC, but then they pissed me off enough to where I cancel it. Yeah, me too. You, they fuck DC. Do you pay any more with Prime through that? Or, is, no. or can you just... Because I, I pay for Amazon Prime. Do yeah, you, check out Comixology. Yeah, you have access to it. You have, you have Prime. You should have Comixology then. Which gives you a lot of Marvel comics. As much as we shit on Amazon, they, weirdly enough, do provide some good free shit. Yeah. <laughs> Prime gaming. Uh, like, I feel like this, this everybody month, has that point where it's like, fuck Amazon, except for this one thing I particularly really yeah. like. Like this <laughs> this month on Amazon Prime, they're giving away for free for a PC, Oblivion, all DLCs included. Hmm. Yeah. Amazon was trying to take over the time. They're opening up a new Amazon Fresh store nearby me, like like by five minutes, I think. Wow. Yeah, we have oh. a Whole Foods here, but we don't have anything like that. I hope. I I really wonder if it's going to be that automated one. You know what I mean? I think that's. I, in, I wonder uh, how that's going to do in my area. I think that's in that's in um Seattle with Ray. The the Amazon Fresh store. The automated one. Oh no! Well, they have one in Seattle and they have one in LA. Oh okay. I, I forgot where in LA they have one. I I forgot exactly where, but my dad went to it the other day. I know Whole Foods is connected to Amazon. Uh, well, yeah, they bought Amazon bottom out. Back on um, the Marvel Comics topic, after mm -hmm. thinking about it, I'm pretty sure the only Marvel Comics I've ever read were the... Um, God, it, it was the comics that um, WandaVision was made off of. Vision? Oh, yeah. That's what it's called, Vision. And that's because when... I think it was when Vision was first introduced that I got mildly obsessed with the Wanda Vision pairing. Hmm. Oh, that version of Vision. That version of Vision. God damn, damn that is a tongue twister. <laughs> that version of Vision. Yeah. They deserve happiness. Oh. Yo, the five. That whole show was basically a giant metaphor for the five stages of grief. Yeah. 
What I was gonna say Wait, was um, I can't remember. Seven stages. Is it seven? Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, I was gonna say for the Marvel tier ranking, I was gonna wait till after Miss um, Marvel and Multiverse of Madness came out. That's fair. Because um, right now Moon Knight is already out. I'm gonna I'd rather wait till Moon Knight episode two to actually give a general assessment of Moon Knight. I haven't seen episode one yet. I gotta watch Moon Knight. I'm gonna wait till episode two because my brother is still watching. He said it goes by so fast. He said it's really good, but it goes by so fucking fast. Okay. Um, oh and he also said, as soon as he was watching Oscar Isaac, he got pissed off on Star Wars all over again. You what? He was like, they wasted Oscar Isaac in those three Star Wars movies. God damn it. That man is that damn good. I I really want to like Moon Knight. I really do. I'm just waiting to actually watch it. Before I make my my opinions, but I will make my opinion for you for Halo because I know you didn't finish episode one. I know, but okay. From what I saw, I kind of didn't want to finish it. Okay, so here's my general assessment of Halo. As someone who has not do not know anything about the lore, that's why we have the Damon Lama writer to correct me. Um, and yes, I have recently downloaded the Halo, the Master Chief Collection on my Xbox. Welcome, welcome, uh, Reclaimer. Well, you can say you're welcome when I actually put in any form of hours on it. I'm still, like, binging through Critical Role right now. Um, you're just in cryo sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, episode one. I've, so far, my general assessment after two episodes, I don't know who to root for. Both sides are inherently bad, especially the Admiral. She's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call a woman outside her name. But if you're thinking what I'm thinking, it's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, I don't get the only human with the covenant. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, that's not that's not anything in the lore or game. So I'm like, okay, what's up with that? Um, Master Chief un unmasking himself, and I'm like, yeah, is that's a? I was like. I don't know Halo, but I know for well that don't happen. Oh yeah, you never see Master Chief's face. And I'm like, okay, y'all did that, All right? This is a TV show. Um, I do know Locke because I'm not Locke. Uh, what's his name? The Halsey's um, ex-husband. Wait, Halsey's ex-husband? Yeah, what's his name? Oh, Cutter. what was that? Are they? Are you talking about Admiral Cutter? No, the black dude who was talking to his daughter. I don't think I made it that point. He he was literally at the start of the show. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Um, God, what's his name? Not Locke, because oh Locke was because uh, Locke was um, homie who played Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But oh my God. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on, quick. As a fan of Halo in both the books and the game. He's oh, Key, Captain Keys. Yeah, which is a whole thing too cuz Keys and Halsey were never married. <laughs> mm. Um I'm noticing their 
Oh, that's right. They change. Yeah, they change keys. That's right. Yeah, because okay. Because um, yeah, it doesn't matter honestly for the character. It really doesn't matter. But that's also why I didn't make the connection. Because in the games and in the books, he's white. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like it doesn't change the character at all. It's just like that's just why I didn't make the immediate connection. Like I can see why a lot of people was complaining with this. This is to compare Witcher and Halo. Besides one episode, what the Witcher did to change the narrative of the books, the Witcher is more faithful to the books than Halo is to any form of the novels and the games, from what I'm being told. And yeah. from here for you. Yeah. Episode two, to paraphrase a person from Variety, Master Chief just became Commander Shepard. Yeah, it's, okay. he's walking around yeah. without his armor on. We're seeing his face, and it was like, we get it. Pablo Schreiber is a good actor. He is a good actor. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I personally hope he becomes Wolverine. But you're doing something similar to a movie that is not beloved: Judge Dredd, the Sylvester Stallone version, where they kept on taking off Dredd's helmet, not the Carl Urban version where they was faithful. And kept yeah, his helmet on the whole movie. It's that thing of like, oh, we're gonna give you that satisfaction, but at the same time, it's like that's part of the thing. And like, know, it's like, it's like the, it's like how the Joker doesn't want to know what Batman, who Batman is, because then it takes away all the fun. Um, episode two, like, um, going into now, episode one was a lot of action. I felt like they was giving giving the audience too much and giving too much fan service. Yeah. So by the time you get to episode two. I tell you right now, that wasn't even fan service. That pissed me off as a fan. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but someone who doesn't know it, I thought it was enjoyable. But episode two was a lot of lore dump. Like a lot of it. a lot of setting up and then it's like your set and I feel like probably episode four you'll see Cortana. Yeah, I gotta watch episode two. Like, uh, and okay. it was just a lot of a lot of lore dumping, a lot of like giving audience backstories. Now, people who do not know anything about the video games, they're enjoying it. It's the gamer community who is just shitting on it, and they hoping yeah. to get canceled. It got renewed for a second season. So, sorry, <laughs> it's, it's gonna get a second season real soon. Because the, okay, even in the beginning, right, Mm -hmm. I think they were too focused on trying to make it look like they were superheroes rather than why they're supposed to actually be cool. Like, I think they're trying to, they're like, look, it looks like the video game, right? And, okay, one, it's, it's a small thing. It is a small thing. But one thing that legitimately pissed me off, not a single weapon was sound designed at all like anything in, in, in what we expect it to sound like. The Even the weapons that they use aren't fucking, not even, game, not even close to game accurate. Just straight up not, not fucking Halo weapons. I feel if the show was based on Halo... They should have just, I think, what they should have done from the jump was 
they should have said this is our version of Halo and the Master Chief. Yeah, by, like if they, by not if they, by not telling yeah. fan, by not telling fans from the get go, this is not what you're going to expect, and you're going to say that about what well, I think, if I remember correctly, two the three weeks before yeah. the show is supposed to air, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Oh yeah, especially when you start directly saying that we're taking inspiration from the books and the game. When you directly connect yourself to that, you're gonna draw comparison. If like if I'm look, I'm trying to look at it the same way that I looked at Ender's Game, the movie. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, from an outside perspective, Ender's Game, the movie, I honestly think was a good movie. From the viewpoint of someone who read the book, which I also am, who read the book before the movie and not because of the movie it was just like coincidental like oh hey the movie's coming out i was like oh shoot that's cool i read that book that's a great book um if if you don't know the book or the source material it is a fine movie on its own if you know the source material you don't like that movie and they fuck themselves over and they can't make more more of those movies and that's kind of what they what kind of transpired uh not only did it not do great but like narratively if they wanted to use the other books for the other movies, they shot themselves in the fucking foot because they changed so much stuff that was important for the next book to happen that it wouldn't even start out anywhere near the same way that the second book was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're doing shit like that with Halo to where it's like, okay, from an outside perspective, what the show gives me the same vibes as is like, hey, this is Halo. We're going to try to make it look like Halo in every single way, shape, and form. But you guys loved V, right? Like you guys loved Battlestar Galactica, the remake, like like that was like those kinds of shows. That's what they're trying to make it feel like. They're trying to make it like that prime time, gritty, whatever the fuck, like sci fi show where there's political intrigue and like these these alien factions that are uh, that are sympathetic to certain people and the factions are going to start fighting in between each other. But that's not what Halo is. Mm-hmm. It's like they're taking a different medium of being like, hey, this is like this type of sci-fi. It's like, it's like, it feels like a writer looked at Halo, the video game, for like an hour and then was like, oh, okay, I think I know how to write something into this. It's like Battlestar Galactica, right? And then wrote something like that and was like, yeah, I'm just going to use these names because that's the names in the game, right? Like, People don't care if they're completely different or, you know, like they just want the names. That's kind of what it's, it feels like when I watch that show as a fan. Uh, if I was to rate episode one and two, I'll give episode one a 4.5. It was enjoyable. I wasn't expecting a lot of gore. I wasn't either. That was actually one of the few things I weirdly liked because I was like, oh, shit, that's plasma damage. That makes sense. And I wasn't expecting to see, like, I was like, holy shit. And then them actually getting down and dirty with the coven. I wasn't expecting to see that right off the bat. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then seeing a sniper being a sniper. Yeah. I was like, because normally video game movies, the sniper is some oddly, for some fucking reason, down there in the fight with everyone else. Which I don't know fucking why a sniper should not be anywhere near their fucking art their party. Suppose it's basically a recon mission on their own. Yeah, I really see that. That's what I mean. 
from an outside perspective, that is really cool. I do enjoy that. From a fan perspective, I'm like, that was 100% not a sniper rifle that they were using. That's not even near any kind of the rifle they were using. The sound design is so fucking different. And, like, like that's the shit that, like, as a fan made me hate that. But in an outside perspective, I'm like, yeah, I could see that being cool. You know what I mean? And I'll give episode two 3.5 because it was a lot of a lot of talking. And then at one point, I'm trying to... F- why did the woman who is now with the, who's I guess the covenant raised her? Why is she getting nude? Ah, uh, eye candy. That's fan service. I'm like, yeah. I was like, what? I don't know. And I, then they, I kind and, of zoned out for the past ten minutes. And then they cut to Master that, Chief. And then they cut to Master Chief, looking remorseful, turning by after turning himself in. I'm like. What? So you get a three? They get a three point five because on one, the reason why it gets a three point five, became wood buying. Yeah. <laughs> because the brother needs work, and it's good seeing someone who you want to see making in Hollywood get more work. It's so funny to me that that character is in it. Sorry, because that is a character from a short story from a book, like that, like from one story in a short story from a book that wasn't even all about that one story. It was a collection. I got an odd feeling they're going to kill him off before the series is done, before the first season is done. Who knows? Who knows? But, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I I want to go back and I want to finish episode one, and I want to watch episode two. I need to keep an open mind about it. I will say for you, wait until the season's done. I think I might wait until the season's done just to binge it so that way I don't have to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, go ahead, because Paramount's gonna tra- not going to charge me, unlike Netflix is going to charge me if I give up my password. Right? Netflix is being... And then, did you see that How thing where... How can they realistically charge you for sharing your password? Like, how do they know? How would, how would they know? Location data. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just in multiple places all the time. And then on top of that, they have the gall, literally, in 2017... Put out, share your Netflix subscription so everyone yeah. can watch our stuff. Yep. Lo- real love, true love is sharing a password. True love is sharing a password. A big difference between 720, 2017 and 2022. Yep. Yep. Y'all really <laughs> But I'm going to just say this. Like, yeah, you're right. Maybe you're just everywhere, right? But how is it physically possible for you to be signed into your profile where you're at? And then let's say three hours, three uh, again, uh, logged in somewhere else, three hours away from where you last logged in within 20 minutes. And then what's funny, Paramount and Disney's making fun of Netflix for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're making fun of them, but you know they're going to do the same shit once Netflix makes money. The thing like is- the. They're making fun of Netflix, but the second Netflix makes money on it, I guarantee you they're going to do the same shit. I don't think Disney's going to do it because, one, they know the MCU is making them money. Right now, and on top of that, Pixar, Lucasfilm, and Marvel is really going at um, Disney for backing the say no, say um, that fucking bill that was passed. Oh, the dumbass bill in Florida. And they're trying. Disney's trying to say gay bill. Yeah, and Disney's trying to save face 
and everybody's like, nah, you are so bad. You have Marvel, Kevin Feige himself, who's risking his job, telling you, and Oscar Isaac, on camera, risking their careers, telling you to don't support it. Yep. I, um, I can say, as a Floridian, because I live in Florida, for those that don't know, uh, it's awful. It's literally that bill is raking through our state's education system right now because there's like three groups of people, right? There's the teachers that do not give a fuck. Um, they either quit on this, like, like when it got passed, or they have elected to simply not follow it, right? Yeah. And then there's the group of teachers who really kind of need their job so they're just not gonna do anything about it you know they'll they'll they're they're not quitting or crossing picket lines or anything like that if I was... and then there's the supporters of it those which are very very vocal about it if i was teaching like... middle school elementary during that if it was California ain't that stupid, but California does stupid shit in the first place. I would like, be that teacher who needs his job, but don't support it. And I yeah. would more like get fired for not supporting it. It's like, people say the bill only targets grades uh, K through 3. No. And that it heavily relies on, um, like, age appropriateness. But the thing is, is that the term age appropriate is not age restricted. Yeah. You can speak to a kindergartner about being gay in an age appropriate way. It's possible. But then people that talk about that don't mention the rest of the bill that vaguely targets everyone else. Yeah. It's got a lot of broad overarching language that is not very clear on what it dictates. Which means that, you know, that little clause in there about suing teachers is going to get abused to high hell by Karens. Because of how vague the language of it is. Yeah, no, I am so glad I decided not to pursue a career in education. I cannot wait for the day that a Karen decides to sue a teacher over that. And then the teacher fights back with the defense of First Amendment rights. Yeah. Like, legit First Amendment rights. Like, how is that a bill that, like, how is it, like, I don't want to get super political, but how is it possible, even on the conservative side, right, being like, being like, hey, yeah, you, we, we don't want you to say these words, but you don't, un, but you also don't see that that is literally against the First Amendment? You have to understand that they don't care about the amendments until That's, it's impacting them personally exactly. or it's helping people they don't like. Exactly. Like it's like, the, you guys are the same people that want the fucking laws where you can refuse to make a cake for a gay person, but at the same time, that that nullifies your own argument over don't say gay because you want freedom of speech, but you want it only in specific places. That's, it's just, it's, oh, God damn it. Anyways, yeah, I don't mean to get super political. It's just, I have a bat in my hand and I want to fucking hit something. Going from one, <laughs> going from one political spectrum to the other. Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Ah! <laughs> ah. 
what a classic film. One of the first Star Wars movies I felt like the bad guys won. At the end. Episode 5? Yep. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. I was little, um, I was like, they lost. But it gave me so full of hope because I felt like they was going to win anyway. And then when you got A New Hope, it was like... <gasps> mm. <laughs> I think... I, I didn't pull up IMDb. But um, I think... Majority of the movie... Um, oh my god, his name was there and I just forgot it. Um, Luke. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I forget Mark Hamill's name. Um, I think he was injured from a motorcycle accident. Oof. So th- I think that's why they had to make up the reason why he was in the Bamtha tank at the start of the movie. Ah. I think I, I, I remember it said that something happened to Mark Hamill where they they had to make a reason why um, he looked like he was wearing heavy uh, makeup in the majority of the movie hmm. yo like legitimately I love the way that episode 5 starts out <laughs> I actually weirdly really love the way that that, that one starts not me you get... I thought it was slow it's a little bit of a slow burn, but it's that thing of like, it's a little bit of a slow burn, but it's that thing of like, I feel like episode five is a good example of a middle movie. Mm-hmm. Where like, it doesn't expect to ho- handhold you too much in the beginning or re-explain a lot. Like, yeah, it's a little bit of a slow burn, but the things that happen are entertaining therein. And like you said, like the way that it ends, it does leave you with that like holy shit, the bad guys won feeling. Yeah, like um, I always I've said this before, and people's like, no, I was like, really look at. It. I felt Winter's Captain America Winter Soldier is the Empire Strikes Back for the Captain America trilogy, in the same vein yeah. as Empire. Yeah, that would make sense. Because they both ended off on hopeful notes, like when Cap was like, "I need to go find him," and then Sam, without well, skipping a beat. When do we start? And then boom! I was like, that's bad motherfucking ass. Yeah. And then pulling off a family guy. What the fuck is up with Lando stealing Han's fucking clothes? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, legit. It's like, why? Like, you guys notice that Lando just straight up is wearing Han's clothes at the end? <laughs> like, for whatever reason, he's wearing his clothes. <laughs> Keep him in his outfit. Like, he doesn't need to be wearing the man's clothes. Like, you know, I I would I really just would love one sentence from George Lucas that's like, oh, yeah, uh, the Millennium Falcon's laundromat or fucking washer was broken, so he just needed to raid his closet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, just something. Did you watch episode five, Jason? Yes, I am pulling up my notes. Okay. Because I, you... I did take notes for about half the movie. Because I know you had opinions Uh-oh. on Yoda. Yes, I do. So, from my notes, my limited notes, because I will admit, uh, when I watched this movie, I kind of zoned, like, zoned into it and forgot I was supposed to be taking notes. I didn't. So, there aren't that many of them. (laughs) I didn't. Then again, you and I have watched the movie a lot. That is true. I watched it so many times that I don't need to take notes. Yeah, you and I have watched this movie a lot. So, my first time stamp at 7 minutes and 42 seconds in, uh... (laughs) I commented that I loved that Han could cover C-3PO's mouth when he's a droid and obviously speaks through speakers. And yeah. so that's illogical. I love that it works, though. 
<laughs> it works. Um, at 8 minutes and 11 seconds, I commented that Han called Luke his friend, which was endearing. Um, at least that's what it looks like on here, was that I found it endearing when I saw it. Right, um, right quick, at that moment, though, when you said that, he was like, your Tauntaun's going to freeze over. And as if that happens, you can see me in hell. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you know, friends can be yeah. like that. At uh, 13 minutes and 32 seconds, it is just the, like, uh, open mouth surprise face. You know, the, the colon zero face. And then Yoda, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yoda died. And I did not write this down, but since we're at this point, my commentary on Yoda, I hate how they did my man. He, like, in the prequels, he, he's the Jedi Master, you know? He's like yeah. a distinguished gentleman, right? And then they introduce him in, in a fucking episode 5, and he's a trash goblin! A trash <laughs> goblin! <laughs> <laughs> What happened, <laughs> my guy? <laughs> if you want to know what happened, I'll refer to Star Wars Episode 3. <laughs> and commenting on that, because when I watched the movies, I watched them 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, right? Mm -hmm. So I watched Episode 5 before I watched the prequels where Yoda is Distinguished Gentleman. Yeah. My final comment on this movie was I love that Yoda started as a gremlin and is now a seasoned master. We love character development. I will say, after watching all of the movies, I hate how they did my man Yoda. Honestly, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Only in the way of like, hey, I lived over 900 years of being a serious Jedi master. And now that I'm in self-exile, I'm going to have a little bit of fun before I go. Yeah, you really just, like, go crazy. <laughs> ah, go like, that's how I ah. like, I'm a fuck with this kid. Like, yeah. like, be honest. Like, you don't see anybody. You put yourself in an exile for, like, fucking 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. You don't see anybody and all of your previous friends are dead. And, like, everything you've ever known and devoted your life to is gone. And you see yeah. someone on your planet and you're like, I'm gonna see what snacks he got in his backpack. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand it in that vein, yeah. <laughs> I can and then like, I'm gonna fuck with this guy. I've been waiting for someone to like, I have traps in this swamp. I've been waiting for someone to show up. I'm gonna fuck with him a little bit. <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, it does make it so much more delightful. <laughs> I, you know, actually, yeah. Um, You've changed my mind on that one. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. I just, I just love Yoda so much, and it's very much that thing of like, he's like, I think, yeah, like when after the events of six, you know, he passes away in six. Yes, it's like he's nine hundred and like thirty something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, my my tier list for favorite characters in Star Wars. Obviously, Yoda's top tier. Oh, Obviously, yeah, Yoda's, Yoda's number one. Number two is R2-D2. I love the sass that droid has. Just He doesn't even need words. Oh, oh, yeah. Paul Dameron is my number one. If I go stand yeah. further back so I don't blow out the mic, I'm pretty sure I can do an R2-like scream. Do it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand further away from the mic. Hold up. Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
You still blew out the mic. You still blew out the mic. <laughs> it's so much better, though, that it came through correctly like that. It just adds a little spice to it. But I think... I think it's a generally okay R2-D2, but it does blow out my mic. Yeah. For um, the record, I I stood at least, like, eight feet away. And it's still blew out the mic. The mic is, that's a good damn mic. <laughs> um, something I've noticed is probably because, I guess, we're now more aware of it now than we have been back when we first watched it. We still have the white savior, main character hero syndrome saviorism. Yeah. I am Space Jesus. Hear me roar. Yeah. I get it. You need to save Han and Leia, but like, bruh, you will be. You will be. Oh my god. I was like, it's happening. I got a little bit of diversity in the Star Wars universe because it feels like it feels like everybody who's not white died like thousands of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I remember commenting at some point about how it was ironic that the like uh Council of Evil Dudes was uh made up of old white men. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was and it was only Lando. (laughs) Only Lando. Oh my god. Only Lando for the longest time. (laughs) Oh fuck it. We get get to the sequel trilogies. Mm-hmm. I know we passed it already, but like, legitimately, I think the only thing I honestly enjoyed from the Han Solo movie was like Donald Glover as young Lando. Legitimately, oh. I think that's the only thing I liked. Did you hear? He Donald what? Glover can't talk about it, but he said he is going to be working with Lucasfilm on some more live-action Lando stuff. <sighs> but like, legitimately, that's like the one thing I actually really liked about him. But 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 Jimmy Kimmel said. You shaved off your head. He's like, then they're gonna have to wait till I shave my or bring grow my hair back out. <laughs> he's bald right now. <laughs> he shaved off his hair. <laughs> I think he's doing Mr. and Mrs. Smith for Amazon. That's probably why. Oh my god. It makes sense. I'm reading through um. my notes. My notes from episode four and Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, which my notes for episode four take up an entire page on Google Docs. I, nice. I, I say like there was some actual character development in episode five. Like Luke was a little bit sassier in this one. Yeah, yeah. He was snap, snapping back as much as Yoda was snapping at him. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. You, when you hear Carrie Fisher say, "Yeah, I fucked him," yeah. you can see the chemistry between the five. <laughs> yeah, you can feel it through the screen. You're like, "Oh, they were fucking." Yep. <laughs> Like, like, yep, yeah, they smashed. <laughs> what was the thing? What was the thing that Carrie Fisher said? Like, R.I.P. Uh, you know, but like, what was the thing she said? I went, I went through the crew like wildfire. I think that's like that's what she said about her own escapades on the set. <laughs> the only person she hasn't, I know Jason was like, what? She had her and Mark Hamill hasn't because Mark Hamill was married. <laughs> Yeah, I th- yeah, that was like the uh, the official thing. Like they didn't fuck because he was married. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was a thing. And like, man, I miss Carrie Fisher. She was so fucking iconic talking about that shit. Down to earth, Captain One Hundred. Yep. 
Like she was like, I rewrote most. She's like, I rewrote some stuff. I was like, what? I was like, what did you rewrite? I think part of it was like the reaction and stuff. Like, I think it was like because of her that Leia was played a lot more like a, a lot less like a damsel in distress and a lot more like you guys need to help me. Yeah, she was more like an actual like. I think when did Alien come out? Alien came out, I think, seventy three or seventy four. Let me see. I didn't know that movie was that old. Yeah, it is. Jesus. Alien movies. No, no motherfucker. Nine, oh, 1979. So a year before Star Wars. A year after Star Wars. So I think so, yeah. So technically, Carrie Fisher started with um, the trend of badass women in, um, in action movies. Yeah, Carrie Fisher and Sigourney Weaver are like really, goddamn, no one. No and one Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I know, technically, Linda Hamilton. No, Linda Hamilton didn't become a badass <laughs> until Terminator Two. She was more of a damsel of distress in the first Terminator. Huh? Because even she, I, I think I remember, I remember her saying it. I, remember, I, I do Yo, remember her saying it. We should do a. We should do not a. Wait, no, that sounds problematic. Never mind. What? Well, actually, I want to hear this. I, I, I want to. I was gonna say we should do a tier list of iconic women in media, and then I was like, wait, that's gonna get misconstrued, and people are gonna really fucking. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a bad idea. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like not not in a bad way. I meant respectfully because there's a lot of like iconic women in media that would be cool, but then. Thinking the idea of like, oh no, but putting it in the tier list form factor probably would not be the best thing. <laughs> it would just have to be a list. We can yeah, have, it would we, have to be a list. We can have our favorite movies. Yeah, there we go. Like the overall movie. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, Why do a... I keep about tier lists? I gotta stop with that. <laughs> you see, I didn't bring up the. Um... I love that just casually holding a baseball bat through this. What? <laughs> like, like, what are you waiting? Are you just holding a baseball bat? Are you? Yeah. Are you trying? No, to... I'm just spinning. Some people fidget with a spinner. Other people fidget with pens. I just happen to have a baseball bat today. I'm taking Oz's advice, and I'm not touching my microphone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I, but I, but I am touching yeah. my ninja. How to get yourself? Fidget. Otherwise, you know, you know I totally understand that though. Because yes. without fail, the last like three episodes I've been on, I have indeed made a bowl of cereal in the middle of the episode. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but I kind of want a bowl of cereal. God damn it. It's become habit. It's becoming a Pavlov effect. Every time that you like are on this podcast, all of a sudden you're just like, mm, I want cereal. Yeah, <laughs> like, that it's so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> you trained yourself in reverse on accident. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, it's like that thing in the office where Jim gives like wait, a piece of gum every time he restarts his computer. <laughs> We're on a tangent. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Um, that's what I miss. For, 
Don't get me wrong, I like CGI fest movies. Yeah, I'm one of them. But I really love the practical effects in the, in this one. Especially when we get to Cloud City. Yeah, the, the Cloud City stuff is so nice. The portions that didn't have the Fox added in the CGI per request of Lucas. Yeah. But all the practical stuff, especially my favorite starship is Darth Vader's um, uh, star uh, star cruiser. Oh, yeah, the Imperial cruiser he uses. His. Is, I love the fucking juxtaposition of the red and then the blue that's mm-hmm. on top. Yep. Ah, chef's kiss. I love his. I like um, Vader's uh, Star Cruiser. There's really there is such interesting like design behind like the starships and like the the cities and all that. Mm-hmm. Like part of the part of like the creative pro- process that ILM used for like creating that stuff was something called kit bashing. Mm-hmm. If you guys are familiar with that term at all. Mm-hmm. Basically, what they did is like for they would pay their 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 model makers and stuff. Um, ILM has at the time had like a big warehouse and all this, where um, they had tons of different model trains and like tanks and like model sets that like you know the traditional like glue stuff. And <clears throat> kit bashing is basically the idea of taking a bunch of parts from different kits and mashing them together into something else. And that was, like, the way that they made all that high level of detail. Because they would, like, take pieces off of, like, the hosing off of tanks or, like, the port windows on, like, a battleship or things like that. And they would mash it all together with, you know, basically them creating it. And that's the design process that they used for a lot of the starships and all that, which is, like, that. that's, like, part of how they got that high level detail in like those miniature shots where everything was like on scale with the matte paintings it's because they were made from practical like models of real world things which lends itself to like the the making it feel like the world is lived in and making it feel like things quote unquote make sense like for example like the radar dish on on the millennium falcon or you know like the the specific um <clears throat> just like random dials and buttons and things like that that you see on the outside of the ship that it's like okay i don't know what it does but it looks like it makes sense because those are otherwise real parts for things that do make sense in real life i do gotta say star wars their practical effects were in fact revolutionary i will give them that their their practical effects are through the fucking roof which Mm -hmm. honestly the practical effects in the movies is kind of what gives it that nostalgia charm that everyone gets so hooked on Yeah. yeah i think so um, it's definitely a major factor, not one of the only major factors at this point. I will say, though, the mix between practical effects and, like, the actual CGI stuff, mm-hmm. the, the like, battles where they're primarily using the laser blaster guns, they are so much louder than the rest of the movie for some fucking reason. I had to turn down the volume on my computer, like, eight yeah. times. <laughs> Because the laser blasters are so much fucking louder than everything else. They want you to feel it. That's why I like ILM, because they also did Ghostbusters in 84. Mm-hmm. So you know you're going to get that level of quality. and they can, That's why I miss... I mean, I understand that, but I was watching these movies at like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know, like Everyone else is asleep. 
and all of a sudden sitting here binging fucking Star Wars movies. Like, quiet down. Like, <laughs> take a seat, man. You, you don't... Wear headphones. I, listen, the only headphones I have that reliably work are my uh, AirPods. And I have a Windows computer, which means that my AirPods absolutely loathe connecting to it. Ah, yeah. Like, I don't just... I, I don't have a headset, I guess, but it doesn't reliably work. I, I get it. I was watching, um... I was watching Star Trek <laughs> Into Darkness. And Into Darkness, um... Beyond. Whoo, that shit is loud at one in the morning. Everything feels way louder at one in the morning. Like, I don't know, closing the microwave door. Like, my brother was like, Coming in, coming in the house and one he was like the fuck is that explosion the Enterprise blowing up back to our docket have we rated episode 5 yet I don't think we have no, yeah. uh, what I was going to say well, technically 5 director Irvin Kershner you can tell the difference between his directing style and George Lucas directing style because mm-hmm. it seemed like everyone was actually doing what they supposed to do, act. Yeah, act. Like exactly. I've like, and he put, and I hate Lucas doing this because when Luke leaves Dagobah, and Obi Wan is like he's worried about him, and then Yoda's like, "There's another," and then not like like thirty minutes before. Leia kisses Luke, and them's like, because back, it's because back then he didn't know he Lucas didn't make it like that. This is eighty until retroactively. We're now yeah. we're in eighty three now. He should have been knew what the fuck he's gonna yeah. be doing. With Kirshner should have said something by this point mid production. If this was if you if you read it in the script, there is another, and then literally right after Luke's fight with the iconic scene of no, this not possible. Or the Damon Amorite is currently frozen right now. He'll be back. Um, that is a wonderful face for him to freeze on, though. Let me hurry up and take a screenshot of him before you. No. Damn. I didn't get a chance to. Get oh, you shot. missed it. I missed it. Oh, this no. one. This oh. one's even better. I think I'm seeing. Damn it! I missed that one too! Fucking iPhone! This fucking iPhone! Ha ha ha. Fuck you and whatever screenshot you were gonna try to take. I I didn't get him now. (laughs) This fucking iPhone. (laughs) Um, This is also one of the things that pisses me about the sequel trilogy. They literally implanted that Leia has four. Literally, there was a scene right there. She felt it. She heard Luke. That was showing that she had force sensitive powers. No, we didn't get that. Right, I'm a, before we get into episode six, I'm going to rate because I was a little bit annoyed when I got to that part because I remember what's going to happen. When we get to mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine. Nine gets oh, a pa- nine gets a pass because R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. We love you, miss you. Um. 4.5 for me for our, even even though this is my favorite Star Wars movie next to Rogue One, it gets a 
Only because I think the sequel trilogies not completely ruined these three, but it just really like felt like they didn't really follow these movies whatsoever. And it, like going back to it, kind of like makes you a little bit angry because you know where you be going. Yeah. Next. It's like you look at episode four and then you look at episode seven and you're like, this is the same movie but worse. I'll 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 reserve my judgment on episode seven on the rewatch. With with this we'll new view. We'll with this new view that I have. So four point five for me, Jason. Out of five or out of ten? You can do I'm sticking to my five scale. Everybody else has been doing ten. No yours because you you went you was talking and then you on a scale of five on a scale of five I'm gonna say four. Okay. Three point eight no four. I'll stick with four. Okay. Understandable. I uh, I'm gonna give it a five out of five and my only reasoning is gonna be uh, Yoda exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, you could take my rating with a grain of salt, yeah. though, because I would not call myself a Star Wars fan, necessarily. I am someone who's is it, is it only because, be honest. Is it only because of what? Be honest, is it because he's in the swamp? Are you, are you, are you playing the home field advantage favorite here? <laughs> the world wants to <laughs> No. Damn, that looks like <laughs> <it's made. laughs> that's me. Also, like I know I'm from Florida, but I'm not that kind of Florida, you know. I know. I'm. I'm just fucking with you. I know I'm not that kind of. Florida. <laughs> it's like when you guys, like when you guys tell me that I'm a valley chick, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not that California, but okay. <laughs> I'm not that kind of Florida. I'm the there's an alligator in my swimming pool kind of Florida. There's a snake in had, my had that happened to me, that was an experience. Yo, yeah. I've had I've had rattlesnakes in like at my front door in my bushes, but not like alligators in my pool, that's a thing. Oh, we get snakes in our houses sometimes. Yeah, I'm lucky. We haven't gotten our uh, we haven't gotten snakes in the house, but we've been definitely like where our snakes are in the backyard and shit like that. Snakes are actually pretty common in Florida. I actually I saw one crossing the road the other day. A little new. Why did they cross the road? The wreck. There's now raccoons in the hood now. <laughs> so we have a lot of raccoons out here. There has uh, I am There has <sighs> never been. I was saying there was a lot of tumble. There was never any raccoons in Compton for some odd reason. Now in the last four years, happened. I'm gonna assume because climate change and tearing people tearing down home um, foresty areas. We do have like kind of like um, some stuff out here in California in Compton. It's more like forestization, but I was like, huh? There's a raccoon in somebody's trash can. I ain't fuck with it. Uh, funny story involving raccoons. Um, one time in a, a different house that we were living in, <coughs> we, we came home late one night for some reason, right? 
And our trash cans used to sit in front of our garage, right? So you'd pull in and you'd be facing the trash cans. And my mom saw a raccoon in our trash can. So uh, as any logical person would do, she ran inside of our house, grabbed an empty milk jug, and then whacked it with an empty milk jug. Why? <laughs> to get it out of our trash, I guess? I don't know. I don't know that process of thinking. Like, she literally could have just, like, stomped on the ground and made a loud noise, and it would have done the same exact thing. You can't do Hold that. on, I got you. But nope. um, you, can't do, <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't do that with hood raccoons. They'll chase you. I've yeah, they'll chase you. Can you imagine the noise it made when she thunked this raccoon with an empty milk jug? Like, hood raccoons over here are going to try to catch the bottle, like, in fucking Dragon Ball Z. And just be like, we, 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 you think we're joking? We're serious. Uh, yeah, we're not joking. Like a raccoon will fight back out here. Gotcha. Um, so y'all, y'all's raccoons are like our gators. Okay. So Got like, I, um, at the my alma mater, Cal State Dominguez Hills, a student called himself throwing a little bit, little pebble at a raccoon. <laughs> the raccoon was not coming for us. It's coming for him. <laughs> I was literally sitting there looking at it happen. I was like fucking with these animals they're they're not stupid they're smart yeah. i was like you saw it was coming for you it didn't mess with anyone else but you now you are bleeding and you have to go to the fucking nurse's office across campus bleeding <laughs> think about it as you bleed on your way there <laughs> you learned your lesson dumbass <laughs> i hope they make you get a tetanus shot too it's like raccoons are like like schoolyard bullies. Like they'll take your lunch money. Yo, you, the raccoons will take your lunch out here. <laughs> Fuck your lunch money. They want your lunch. Yeah, that's why we tell we told people in the studio don't eat in the studio. And it was like why? The fucking raccoons will come for you. They'll be at the door. They can smell it. And then plus, I remember one person. One person no. was cursing out this other student. If the door, if it's, I hate it here in California where it's, it's October and it still like feels like it's summer. Ah, uh, that's Florida. Yeah. And so that means the studio is gonna be hot as fuck. We literally had on the door. It is eighty degrees in the middle of October. Do not come in the studio with Panda Express. This, oh, this fucking specifically Panda Express. This fucking the one on campus is that why it was that specific. This fucking student comes in with Panda Express and all the doors is closed and we're smelling this shit and we like everyone. I mean, one is like we can just easily turn the cameras around and just beat his ass. I said that under my breath and the, uh, my friend Christy, who you met, Christian, she was like Desmond. Just, just go outside and take a walk. I was like, <laughs> take a walk, take a walk. We could just turn the cameras around. No one would know. Everybody was like, one person. I had one person like this. I'm with Desi on this one. I'm with Desi on this one. <laughs> this is the only time I had a studio. I'm supposed to be the adult. Okay, I'm the oldest person in the fucking class. I'm supposed to be the responsible one. And I'm the one that's yeah. probably instigating this shit. I love the idea that anybody thinks that you're the one that's supposed to be the adult in those situations. Because holy shit, I know you. That's why. <laughs> like, 
No, this is like what I did. Realizing this, that you are the adult supervision. This is what I actually did. I told him, like, can you leave the um the room? I was like, why does the, the room smell like orange chicken? And it's not a enjoyable smell. It's a mix of turpentine. I mean, reclaimer, which you have to use if you're um, if you oil painting. As soon as you open a reclaimer. Mm-hmm. It fucking permeates. Like if you're close to it, or you're gonna feel it in your eyes, your nose and eyes would get fucked. Imagine that smell permeating in the room, a closed mm-hmm. door room, and then orange chicken mixed with them. That's fucking funny. Everyone is gonna. Co- everyone collectively is gonna have a headache. Like yo, that's that's the kind of shit. Like I don't get it. I don't normally succumb to like fumes and shit. Like I can paint a room with the windows closed, but if I were to smell that, I feel like I'd have red in my eyes. And the only time we ever let it pass if someone's having Taco Bell, because we always say, "You sure you want to eat Taco Bell?" Because they currently clean the bathrooms, and you know for uh, what. <laughs> That's the uh, only yeah. time we like up. Oh, someone's gonna be having to go to the bathroom, and it's seven o'clock, and they clean the bathrooms, and you you know for well they'd like to take an hour to clean. Yep. Damn. But I will give them that. Those bathrooms were immaculate in the art building. Yo, I I still remember like uh, at the college where we were at, um, I would very specifically go down a floor to like the employee area to go use their restrooms. Oh yeah, everybody did that. Yeah, because it was just so much nicer. Even though there was no signal down there, it was just like it's so much cleaner in here, and there's not like crackhead juice all over the floor <laughs> <laughs> oh man i do not miss trade tech whatsoever yo me neither <laughs> like yo me neither like i miss going to college but i don't miss trade tech bro <laughs> speaking of missing shit star wars episode 6 return of the jedi oh yeah that transition Ah, shit. I would say this one is like Back to the Future 3. I don't have a problem with it. It just certain things really was like, eh. You know, 6 is honestly my favorite of the original trilogy, but that's, I think, only because of nostalgia and because I'm like, Luke gets the green lightsaber. There's really good fights in it. It's the ending to the whole thing, and you kind of get like a like a nice conclusion to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the best laid out, but for what it was at the time, I legit. It, it's one of the first like ends to a trilogy that I watched that I was like, man, I feel good with that ending. Yeah. Um, we get to meet the. Oh my god! They was not the Wookies. Not the, not Jabba. Oh my god. Ooh, 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 ooh. Those Furby motherfuckers. Furby motherfuckers. Oh, Ewoks. They. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just watched it today and I forgot Ewoks. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Star Wars fans, once again, I am Desi is Dead on Twitter. <laughs> Damn, just, you're just putting a target on your back, my guy. Here's the thing, though. I'm a yeah, black. I'm a I'm a black man on Twitter. I'm gonna hear it either way. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and, sure. and here, and here's the thing though: if people do come after me, it's gonna fall on deaf ears because I'm barely online in the first place. 
Yeah. And if I, I have yet to ever be added on Twitter yet, and the day it happens, I'm going to laugh because I'm going to be like, really? You cared that much? Like, the only time I've ever online, and you can account for this, Jason, is on Discord. If I'm posting a meme somewhere or doing D&D strategies with y'all. Yeah. Like, the only time I've ever online is posting goofy oh. shit. Like, oh. I... Yeah, like um, there's a Facebook group. There's two Facebook groups that I only go on there now for Facebook. Um, one is called Pixel and Reels, and so it's a movie lovers group. I was de- I was defending RoboCop 2014 because I thought it was genuinely good. People are so hell bent on the original RoboCop. Like I would watch RoboCop 2014 over the 80s one because the 80s one fucked me up. Yeah, especially the death, yeah. especially Murphy's death scene. That is to this. This is why I don't like guns in the first place. <laughs> One of the reasons mm-hmm. why I don't like guns, and then two, I was not expecting to see that type of machine that still makes me uncomfortable to this day. And Got I'm you, going yeah. to be I'm I'm going to be 37 this year, and I cannot say I skip through Murphy's death scene. There's very few scenes that I skip through, but yeah, when you can't sit through a scene, like, absolutely, I get why you don't want to watch that. But I do agree with you, the 2014 one is legitimately fine on its own. I don't think it's, like, a great, amazing movie, but it's pretty good, and it's enjoyable to watch, like, separate of the 80s one. And then, plus, I think this, the 2014 hit something home harder. We'll get back to Star Wars, but it, it actually kind of correlates. <laughs> The scene where they took Murphy's body and they just let Murphy to see that he's the only thing that's left of him is his spine, his brain, his lungs, and that one hand. That's yeah. literally a horror scene right there. Oh, yeah, that's like um, that's like worse than waking up in the middle of surgery. Like, he him like realizing, like, I'm nothing but these three specific body parts. And yeah, I'm like, this robot. is the entirety of what I am physically and what I will be ever. Yeah. And like, I, that, that's a pretty intense fucking thing, yeah. I was like, and I feel someone's a comic book fan in that writer's room because they did that for Cyborg in an issue of Titans, um, Teen Titans, where Cyborg was literally, the only thing that's left the Cyborg for context is his lower half, one leg, his heart, and one arm and half his face. Yeah. Over time, over time, DC was like, you know what? Let's just do his torso, and that's it. I'm like, you, you kept the, they kept the core Robocop and Cyborg kept the core concept. Like, how much of you are still human? How much of you is still a robot? Yeah, it's like that. What's the ship called again? I forgot that ship metaphor. Where it's, uh, like, if you keep replacing every piece, after a certain point, is it the same ship? Oh, that's the, um... Fuck, I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. But, the, the, yeah, the core concept just being, like, if you were to put a ship in a museum... Theseus. Theseus, thank you. Thank you. But, yeah, like, the idea of just, like, okay, if you were to try to preserve something, like, for example, a ship in a museum, and in order to preserve it, you restore parts of it, and over time, you have to restore more and more parts until eventually you end up restoring all of it. Is it the same ship? Is it still the Theseus? And I think, like, just that core concept, 
being put into sci-fi in that kind of a way is a very interesting like concept it's like i think that that actually does relate at least in connection to like darth vader at the end of like six mm -hmm. right being like okay after i lost my entire body after i lost you know like everything my family like my 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 spiritual brother like everything that made me what i think should be as sane am i the same person no this is not me and then by the end of it i think that's like like i said why i like six mm -hmm. is because there is that one scene where darth vader anakin at that point is talking to luke before he dies before the second death star blows up mm -hmm. and it's 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 like that brief moment of like understanding that even though all of me theoretically was gone and i thought it was all me there is still a piece of me here that is me that can restore that balance yeah. and i can do that even even though, though it's too late i can still do something that will be better for everyone. And I think that's why I like Six. Specifically because of like that message at least at the end. And on top of that, green's my favorite color and Luke gets the fucking green one in this one. <laughs> and everybody knows my favorite saber is the dark saber that Mando currently has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the dark, saber, dark saber's got some pretty interesting lore. I think I'm it's not, and it's not even a lot. <laughs> I think I'm strong enough to carry it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I totally agree with you on the beta report. Was like, how, how, I feel like he found his humanity at that moment. Yeah. Like he was no longer truly um an emotionless robot. Yeah, it was. That's that's why I say like that wasn't Darth Vader. That was Anakin, mm -hmm. and that is reinforced by the fact that later they like show him as a Force ghost as Anakin. And then the remaster, it's Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I was like, I need. I had to go on YouTube to remember what the original actor looked like who did it. Yeah, it didn't look like Hayden Christensen. It was like uh, almost looking like Uncle Owen. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> but um. I would say episode three gave me those moments, and I was like, "This is, it's not my, it's not Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back." Mm -hmm. Those two keeps on. Um, so I like Empire more because it, it, like Superman, Empire showed me something like I didn't, I never seen before as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like the villains are actually, like I said, we said it earlier in the podcast, like the villains are winning. Yeah, like the hero is hurt, like legitimately hurt. Mm -hmm. um, getting that iconic um, line from Vader, "I'm your father. I'm your father." You know, like search within yourself. You know it's true. You know it to be true. Mm -hmm. um, and here, <laughs> I'm like, when Leia was like accepting who she is, but then she was like, "Luke is my brother," and I'm like. Like Han, that realization hit me in the face. I'm like, yeah, this is what no, I'm going to besides besides Vader. <laughs> Han's look on his face. Even me, as a kid, I was I, even I was like, what? I can I can never not think of that like meme that has been made out of that moment 
where as soon as he like like has that moment of realization when when Leia's like, no, he he's my brother. Like it just plays that sound it from Kill Bill, like the wanting to like kill sound. <laughs> like oh like <laughs> it, just that, that fucking alarm in the back. <laughs> if you don't if you don't know where that frame that, that sound is from, it's from the old nineteen seventy show called Ironside. To which oh. starring Raymond Burr. Why I know it, I used to watch it. In the um, when you're in the 90s and you had nothing to watch before Fox Kids came on, you was watching classic shows on Nickelodeon. Yeah, <laughs> that was me, or Channel 53 if you didn't have cable because I know Channel 52 was Telemundo. Yo, it was, <laughs> for me, Channel 52 was um, what was Channel 52 for me? No, wait, no. Channel 52 was Telemundo. I remember this. Jelly was Telemundo. 28 was PBS. Well, yeah. I think it was KDL. It was different. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. But I know it was different because it was regional and shit like that. But yeah. And if you was lucky. Oh, my God. Dead. Here, Here's a real ass question. Jason. Yes. Do you ever remember having to put your your TV to channel three to play a video game? Dude. No. I am too young for that. Party eighties all through the nineties. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. I was uh, born in two thousand one. Ouch. Uh I am the baby here. <laughs> that's why I'm asking because I'm like, that's exactly why I'm asking because I'm wondering because I remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I technically I'm, I'm wrong. I said the first CGI was um, uh, Toy Story. No, The Simpsons. The Simpsons for their Halloween spectacular did C- uh, Homer CGI, which predates Toy Story by at least a year and a half. Oh, but are you talking about like the first CGI character ever, or the first CGI like CGI edition? CGI to be used in like in form of animation? Simpsons, oh, gotcha. sim- te- if I remember correctly, Simpsons was technically first. Okay. Because Brad Bird, before he went over to Pixar, was working mm-hmm. for The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah so the majority right. of Pixar people was working for The Simpsons, and they just went right over to Pixar. Yep. Including Colin O'Brien. Yep. Um, I would give... Episode six. Once again, a four point five because one and also a criticism that I've been doing. I don't still get why Boba Fett is so fucking popular because he technically only had two fucking lines in between two movies. Well, three if you want to count. Ah! Well, honestly, it was mainly honestly they contributed a lot to it mainly being the um, the character design. Because he was supposed to be a throwaway character. It was just like the fans attached themselves to Boba Fett because he was that cool-looking bounty hunter that no one knew anything about and people like self-inserted. And he got popular, and then they were like, all right, well, we're going to keep him around. And he got taken out by a proper plan by Luke, Leia, and Lando. Yep. <laughs> like, can you... Now re-watching that, right? Okay, tell me this. Rewatching that scene of like all that plan coming together, can you 
in your head see that play out like a D&D encounter? Can you be like, okay, they had men, repeat, repeat like, yourself real like, quick. On, huh? You was, was robotic for that moment when you was, when you was saying it. Oh, oh uh, what I was saying was, now that you've seen that again recently, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole scene of of uh, see that playing out like a D and D scenario. D and D scenario. Okay, <laughs> you paused a little bit. I can see that as a D and D scenario. Yeah, like like imagine right? Like okay, Han is restrained. And Han is also uh, blinded, so he's got disadvantage on perception and dexterity checks. So it takes him a couple of tries. Uh, like Luke, Luke uses a, a leap, cast leap on himself as the resident fucking wizard <laughs> with a proficiency in swords. Uh, he's either a wizard or a monk. Actually, we'll go with a monk. We'll go with a monk with uh, certain cantrips and stuff. But he would still be able to cast leap, jump that far in one round of combat r2 is the support that moves on his turn that also like shoots at him his weapon so that doesn't take up one of his actions because he's using he's using r2 to help him it happens within six seconds then he uses his uh his first attack as a monk to uh, slice one guy second attack to slice another guy bonus action to dis uh to uh to grab onto lando and try to pull him up Leia is running as a bard at the moment that is inside and is distracting the not only distracting the inside but I'm um, trying to assassinate Jabba in the middle of the confusion and everything and is making dexterity checks to not only do that but it takes her a couple of tries because Jabba has a high constitution because he's got a thick ass neck. I will switch over to the DD kind. I of hate person. how much you've thought through this. Oh, I'm actually coming up with this right now. <laughs> Oh, on the spot. Um, I, I that's actually, terrifying. I before we get too in deep, before we get into the D D portion of the yeah, because it is in the docket. Um surprisingly enough, we only oh, been rec- God. we only been recording for an hour and twenty minutes twenty minutes. Um, we, we only been recording for an hour and twenty minutes, <laughs> believe it or not. Um gonna, what's the what's your rating mm-hmm. for episode six? I'm gonna give episode six a five out of five for personal bias it being my favorite one and me personally enjoying the message at the end and the effects and the, the like, honestly all around episode six to me has the best of what I find to uh, what I find personally enjoyable from star Wars. Would give it, I don't know, like a four and a half out of five. It was all right. I liked it. It was a good one. It was a good one. It was a good movie, you know? Yes. Han is the rogue. And now we're coming up to... In two weeks, because next week we're going to be talking about something else. In two weeks, seven and eight. Rise of Sky... No, uh, The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens. Well, Force Awakens and the um, The Last Jedi. Who? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. That is going to be an interesting episode. That's going to be a very interesting episode. I think those are the only ones I should rewatch, just so that way I could have them fresher in my head. Because yeah, I did watch them, but I haven't rewatched them as much as any of the other movies. I'll give it this caveat: 
I'll say this now before we get to it because we're going to be heavy on those. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that we're seeing modern Star Wars with with the use of force powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I do like. That's new. That's different. They're they're doing stuff with that. At least that's cool. Because I don't as much we will complain about Episode Seven, the fact that we've seen someone, Kylo, stopping a blaster bolt. I'm sorry, it cut out for me. I didn't hear that. Discord, you're fucking us. Um, seeing Kylo. Oh, now I'm going in the red. Oh yeah, like seeing Kylo like stop the fucking uh, bolt. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. keeping that concentration. And then when he's done talking, just releases it. Yeah. Like that was that. That opening, okay. I know we'll talk about this later. But the opening to seven, I do enjoy. And I do like the sound design to the lightsabers, though, because Kylo's through all, th- all three, all three films, sounds violent. Yeah, it's cracked. It's like they they put lore reasons as to why it sounds like that, and I can't wait to talk about that for for the lore reasons alone. But yeah, like the whole sound design behind his lightsaber sounding like thick and meaty and broken and like cracked and like almost unstable. Like that shit's really cool. The sound design special effects is why I what I like about the sequel trilogies is just story wise, narratively. I will bury this motherfucker. (laughs) That's where I am at mentally. I'm thinking about pulling episode nine into it because that would be the last one. Because there is no movie after episode nine. Unless we talk about the anime. I have not watched The Bad Batch. I have not watched any of the rest of Clone Wars. I have not watched The Mandalorian. No, 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 no. Specifically the oh, anime. We did we already did. We did all episodes last year. Did? We just we yeah. Oh we did. Oh my god, we did. We went through all the episodes. No, you're hundred percent right. We totally did. And we want to see we we all said collectively, we want to see yeah. a Star Wars Vision season two. I legit forgot that we did all of those. Yeah. We ended the year with that and Hawkeye. We ended that year. And also, if you made it this far on the podcast, if you can hear me by this point, Discord is fucking us tonight. <laughs> It's fucking us. Did you hear it? I didn't. Uh, I heard you honest. You, I've on my end. You, you've been a robot for like the past solid minute. Oh, okay. It's not just me. No. So okay, it's, it's, yeah, so, you've been so, a robot for like at least forty-five seconds to us. So it's both of us. But the audio is going to be different for other people. Probably people going to hear me. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to hear you and then hear our digitized stuff. Yep. Okay, but um, sorry, what was the last question? It wasn't the last question. It was I was really saying... <coughs> <laughs> I forgot. It's all good. It's all good. But yes, we'll, we will talk about the, sequel, uh, the sequels of Star Wars on the next Star Wars review. In two weeks. There we Thank go. God that gives me time to watch them. Because if we, uh, I'll be serious. If we keep on talking about Star Wars completely, I am not going to watch Obi Wan when it comes out. 
No, it's okay. That's that's valid. Let's let's be done with the Star Wars stuff soon. Because I legitimately want to watch Obi Wan. I do too, man. I do too. <laughs> that looks good. Obi Wan, Ewan. Because I want to see, I want to see the Grand Inquisitor. I was like, you just watch the cartoons. Like, no, nah, I want to see the Grand Inquisitor in live action. Yeah, I want to see what it is. I, I love that everybody's been like, why his neck so thick? And it's like, shut the fuck up and just enjoy. Is he an alien? Huh? Is the Grand Inquisitor an alien? Yeah. Okay. I was like, it's, it's like the Soka, it's the Soka effect. It's yeah, it's the Ahsoka effect. It's like, no, it's just because they're being played by actual actors now. How do you think they're going to fucking... It's live action, motherfucker. It's live action, exactly. It's like, it's like I get it. It's not the 100% the same, but it's like, do you, like, yeah, it's Disney money, but do you understand how hard it would be to make a character's neck thin like that the whole fucking time? Break their fucking neck. It's not gonna look good, and it's gonna cost way too much money. Just put them in makeup. Like from a from a like production standpoint, I 100% get it. Oh, speaking of production, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three hit a Guinness World Record for the most um, practical effect prosthetics in a movie ever. Yo, really? Yeah. That's that's cool. Wow. So, so Guardians of the Galaxy, they look like going they're going out. Marvel's gonna be going out big for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. I wonder if that's I wonder if yo, what if we get to see some Adam Warlock? We are. Adam um, Will Poulter is Adam Warlock. Yeah. So I we, forgot about that. Yeah, so we get to see Bandersnatch dude. Who was originally supposed to be Pennywise? Gonna be uh, gonna be Adam Warlock. This is gonna be very interesting, huh? Now jumping from one fantasy to the next of emotional damage. Oh God, are we on the emotional damage portion? Yep. For the record, we don't, oh have, we don't have to talk about the emotional damage. No, we don't. But the story progression, though, of it. There is some story. Prog- there was some story progression this last this last D and D game. It's like I can't wait to see where where this is going to take us. Because <coughs> honestly, because to answer your question from yesterday when, when I texted you, yeah, I do miss campaign one because it was more adventuring. We didn't mm-hmm. really have to. It wasn't until we got to the second half of campaign one where it was like we all right. We now have a narrative focus. Yeah, and a big bad, um, bad and a, a evil a bad guy now. Yeah, I do miss like to put it in context. Like Bones was like criminal of the week type of thing. Yeah, until they until like season two they had a story narrative. Yeah, like essentially that's what happened to us. If campaign three comes around, I would like the fact supernatural is that is also a good example. Oh, campaign three is gonna be a is gonna be a like narrative reset. Campaign three is gonna be like a fresh thing. Campaign three is not. Campaign three is different characters. <clears throat> what do you mean? Campaign three is gonna be new characters. 
Oh, you, like, want, you want us to all create new characters? You most likely, yeah. But we never really, we never really did my character arc. Oh no, your character arc will most likely be a lot of stuff. Will be Care campaign two is not. It, I, I would say as far as the narrative of campaign two, you guys are about halfway through. Yeah, we've got a good long way to go still in campaign two. Yeah, campaign two, you guys aren't like fucking done narratively. <laughs> like, there's still stuff to do, and I'm gonna say that we're nowhere gonna, Like, we're gonna tackle Max and stuff most likely sooner than everybody else's, but there is still gonna be reason to adventure with everyone else, and it will be whether whether or not you decide on if you want to use a new character or anything like that. It will be a point narratively where you can either choose to continue with Maxin or choose a different character if you want. But that point is going to happen before the end of campaign two. Because the end of campaign, because at least for me, the end of campaign two involves, um, <clears throat> involves a, a massive progression of goals for what most people have already done. Like personally, I'm trying to get the end of campaign two to where Alaria is going to have already handled her home shit, like with her family, mm -hmm. where Max... Oh, that's coming up real quick anyways. Where, where Max... The beginning of your order already. You're going to have your 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 life in Antiva or wherever you choose to. And um, like the fall of your... Of, of your... Brother. Oh, he, he, you complete blanked out. <laughs> Am I roboting now? Am I good now? You're you're good now. You were robot. Uh, Christian is still frozen on. Uh, I uh, let oh. me wait, hold on, right quick. Oh. Hold on, hold on. You you just be apologies, viewers. We seem to be having some technical difficulties. I think I might have to do this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Space Society Collective. This is going to be part oh. one. No. We haven't had a did a part two in a while, so this is going to be part one. Um, you know, honestly, the emotional damage is a whole episode in and of itself. And we'll probably record a part two as soon as we figure out if Krishna is okay, because I know I'm good, because I disconnected my call and came back. So thank you for listening. Until the next episode, peace. Thank you.